the key to success for all of us is not with taking what we have and keeping it for ourselves. It's in sharing it with others because that's how we all learn. That's how we all grow. And that's how we all win. Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. You are tuned in to the Inspiring Leaders Podcast. Welcome back. And if you're hearing this for the very first time, a big red carpet welcome aboard to you. We're on a mission to make inspired leadership ubiquitous, and we truly value your time and your attention. Now, before we begin, I have a very cool announcement. I'd like to introduce a brand new show sponsor, Market Circle, the creators of Daylight, Folks, if you're running your business on a Mac like I do, and if you don't know about Daylight, then you're in for a serious treat. I've been using Daylight for years. I trust my business to Market Circle, and that means that they get my strongest and most sincere recommendations for anybody looking for business management software. Here's why I love Market Circle. Daylight keeps me completely organized in my executive coaching business, and that includes prospecting, funnel management, closing deals, and even managing our coaching engagements right through every stage of the process. Basically, it keeps me on top of every detail so I can serve my clients better. Like I said, if you're using a Mac on running your business on it, you got to check out Market Circle and support those who are supporting us. Hit marketcircle.com for all the details, and they even have a free test drive with a free trial over there. So we have a real bonus of a show lined up for you today, and I've wanted to introduce our guest to you for a long time. Michael J. Hughes is the president of Networking for Results. He's an award-winning keynote speaker, a coach, a consultant, and he's well-known as North America's networking guru, helping busy professionals identify, access, and leverage networks to optimize their effectiveness and their results. He's been a mentor to me as well, so I'm humbled to welcome him to the show. Michael Hughes, welcome to Inspiring Leaders. Thanks for having me, Gary. I'm thrilled to be here. It's really good to hear your voice on the other end of this podcast. Michael, before we roll in with this show, let's get you warmed up by asking you this one first question. Who or what inspires you? That's an interesting question. And, you know, I always think in terms of role models. And role models are people we think in terms of those rock stars, those globally known people. But every single one of us has a number of people in our circle of influence who are role models for others. I mean, I could talk to folks like my brother, who's traveled his way through life, single guy, and and has gone on to be very successful. I've got another colleague of mine who's a lifelong farmer. I've got executives that I know who contribute a ton of their time. Anytime I find someone, Terry, and talking to somebody like you, who invest in helping others and supporting them and helping them be more successful. That's what really inspires me. That's really interesting that you say that because half of the guests that come on this show, they talk about some of the people that we read books about or we've seen documentaries about, read a biography, what have you. You know, the people that are truly famous, the Steve Jobs, the uh, Gandhis of the world. But the other half of our guests talk about people that maybe are not so well-known, but they're doing amazing things. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that, Michael, because really that's what our show is all about. Leadership happens all around us. 
And you don't have to have a business card or a corner suite in a big building downtown to be a leader. So I'm so glad that you've mentioned people that are not necessarily in the movies and in the books, but people who have inspired you that way. Thank you very much for that. Now, we have a topic that I've wanted to cover for a long time now. Networking is such a vital skill and practice for business professionals, especially salespeople and organizational leaders, but well beyond that as well. I've worked for some pretty big organizations over the years, and one thing that I always took particular notice of was the way that really great leaders were able to connect with a wide variety of people, both inside and outside the organization. Whatever they needed, expertise, advice, services, or even time, they seemed to be able to pick up the phone or send a quick email and bam, obstacles were overcome, projects moved forward, it was like magic. We've all seen this and we all admire people who are great at this, but nobody's born with a massive Rolodex of people that are willing to help them out at a moment's notice, right Michael? You're absolutely right, absolutely right. So. People like that, they've worked on this for a long time. They've been deliberate, they've been intentional, and I'm noticing that this is quickly becoming a bit of a lost art. I'm wondering that maybe we're getting a little too reliant on electronic communication, and maybe we're losing touch with that face-to-face -face human contact, the kind of quality interactions that build relationships. That's what I'm interested in exploring, and that's why I'm totally appreciative of you being here on the show today. So. Now, look, just to set the stage, 28 years, you've been North America's networking guru, building a six-figure business, consulting, and serving brand name organizations like Dell, Staples, Scotiabank, the Ottawa Senators NHL team, the Society for Human Resource Management, and of course, University of Ottawa's Telfer Executive MBA program. So with credentials like that, we'd love it if you'd talk to us about what we need to know if we want to significantly game up and throw us some of your sage advice on leadership in general. Give us the goods. Michael, what do you have for us today? You know, that's an interesting perspective you just mentioned about the whole technology piece, which is becoming an issue for a lot of professionals today. The whole thing around networking. Quite frankly, Terry, it's got a rad rap. In, in many cases, professionals think of networking as that cocktail party thing and it was the small talk and conversation. And the reality is nothing is further from the truth. As you mentioned, just about every successful person that you read about, whether you're talking about any of the other successful individuals, if you talk to them about how they achieve their success, just about every one of them will readily admit that it's through a network of connections, contacts, clients, colleagues that they've developed and nurtured over time. And I don't know how many professionals who've come to see me and said, Michael, I'm just transitioning to a job. The biggest mistake I made, I didn't keep my network going. I never built a proper network. So one of the things I keep trying to remind people is, is the old saying, your net worth is your network. And executives need to be conscious of how to connect with others, how to build relationships, because the higher you rise, in the corporate ladder, the less direct control you have, and the more you need to work on influencing others and connecting with them. I love that. Your net worth is your network. I love that. Many of the global companies, Terry, not only develop a career plan now, they want them to develop a network plan along with that so individuals can recognize who they need to connect with, who they need to build relationships with in order to accelerate their career. 
Right. Professionals are now recognizing that without the ability to be able to build relationship with others in today's matrix-oriented environment, they'll never be able to get ahead. It's less about what you tell people to do and more what you can have others recognize what they can do through and with you. Right. I like that. That's great. And I think that that is it's looking at the same problems that we all face, but from a completely different perspective. Those people that we've invested in are willingly coming along with us and looking for opportunities to help or jumping in where needed. Whereas if we haven't built those relationships, then we're pushing a stone up the hill. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Every time I start talking about this, you and I, for the last 10 minutes or so now, I've been talking about relationships. It's all about relationships, right? And right. people look at me kind of funny and they say, Michael, I don't get it. I understand the, you know, the impact and value of a relationship, but you're talking about net- networking and there's a huge gap there. What I remind people of, I say, you know what? If you think of the two or three highest value relationships you have in your life right now, as those names pop into your mind or as those faces appear, and I mean, if I were to ask you to go back in that relationship to the very starting point, isn't it true that you've connected with them somewhere? Either you got that new executive role and ended up chatting with them or you connected with them through some kind of community event or whatever, but there was an ignition point, a starting point that acted as the catalyst for building that relationship. And you see, my definition of networking is that it's the intentional process of creating and developing relationships that start with an initial contact and move towards an ultimate outcome. That's interesting. Talk to me a little bit further of this. Start with an initial contract. Yeah. Networking is the intentional process of creating and developing relationships from initial contact to ultimate outcome. Every time you meet someone, whether it's at an event, whether it's in your office, whether it's a new client contact, whether it's someone you meet when you're out at your son or daughter's hockey game, every time you start that conversation, it ignites a relationship. That's the power and potential. Networking's true purpose is not to just have a nice conversation with someone. Networking's fundamental premise is to act as the catalyst for the powerful relationships. Yeah, and I think that this is a pretty important thing to keep in mind, particularly in the Western business world. It's part of our culture. Talking to people about what's going on in their life before jumping straight into business is good business. It makes good sense. It's valuable. It's relationship building. And yet you see, especially in North America, Terry, We have a tendency to want to jump into that business piece. We think in terms of getting past the small talk to get to the important business stuff. Well, here's a reality that everyone should be aware of. We buy people first, ideas second, and things last in that order. Always. So without taking the time to connect with an individual on a personal basis, to find out more about them, what's important to them. See, if it is about relationships, relationships are about three things. They're about trust, value, and contribution. Isn't that true? Yeah, absolutely. So how do you build trust? Well, you build trust in a conversation with someone. It's finding out about them. It's discovering who they are, what's important to them. See, people are under the misconception that after a 30-second or three-minute conversation, whether it's in the boardroom, whether it's at an event, or whether it's in a conversation, people will hire us, refer us, or agree to do business with us. That, that just doesn't happen. Why? Because as consumers, we're all too informed, we're all too aware, we're all too cautious. If it is about relationships, and my experience has been that it is about relationships, relationships take time, they need to be nurtured, and they require investment. 
So as an executive who takes on a new role, the smartest thing you're told to do is go in for the first 30 days and listen, go in and learn, go in and help. So the skill of networking those in those interactions you have with everyone in the early stages of your role will set the tone and set the foundation for the future success you have. You're talking about skills for networking. If we get more specific on this, what networking skills should a leader cultivate or develop? Here's the good news. The good news is just about every one of us are already good networkers. We've been doing it since we were small children. Yeah. When you go in and sit in the sandbox with all your friends, you're networking. Right, yeah. Graduate to that next class and you meet the new students. You were networking when you got that first job. So it's something we do naturally and normally. We're social beings. The problem is most people do it by default as opposed to by design. I talk to executives and professionals about three skill areas. The first one is I call networking as a business skill. That's seeing networking as much as a strategy, as an activity. It's thinking in terms of the network and networks that you're involved in and how to leverage and maximize them more effectively. That's seeing networking as a long-term resource and asset for you in your career, for you in your role, for you in your company. So that's an overall skill. Underneath that are what I call the relationship skills. And the relationship skills are, are how you take every conversation you have with someone and use it to advance and enhance and grow the relationship process. Because isn't it true that every conversation we have with everyone around us is an opportunity to be able to build trust? And by the way, every conversation you have either adds trust or takes away trust. It's an opportunity to be able to elicit more value from another person, find out what their value is, and see how we can contribute to their success. Trust, value, contribution. So it's about business skills, it's about relationship skills, but it's also about interpersonal skills. That fundamental premise, that lost art that you talked about, that is so, so important in today's technology-driven matrix-oriented business environment. The thing to remember is that the relationship skills are all interconnected. You build your interpersonal skills that drive the relationship process that lead to the outcomes that we want and need in our career, in our life, and in our business. You've done a great segue to my next question. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Can you think of any dramatic wow results that some of your clients have had? The reality is, Terry, with the philosophy and methodology that I bring in helping professionals gain a whole new paradigm about what this is, how it works, and how to utilize it more effectively, what happens is they have an immediate payback on it. Because what I help professionals understand and appreciate is that networking is not an activity, it's a process. Ah. A process that has specific, what I call, phases to it. Like the initial contact when you first meet someone is a huge opportunity to be able to ignite and accelerate the relationship. That initial conversation you have and understanding that that's not about telling and selling. It's about creating the foundational premise to connect with that other person and giving him or her a reason to want to meet with you again, which is when the real relationship building can start and that relationships take time, need to be nurtured and require investment. So they happen over 30 days, three months, sometimes even 12 months. So it's all about helping professionals reevaluate what networking is and how to utilize it more effectively. And when they rethink the reality that we don't buy from people, we don't refer people in a 30-second, three-minute conversation, that, that relationships take time, need to be nurtured and require investment, and that it's their responsibility to manage that process and move it forward. 
the impact of their newfound awareness, their ability to be able to translate that into different communication and behavior that immediately impacts the relationship process offers them the ability and the opportunity to actually have tangible results much more quickly. It's really a series of successive touch points that are deepening the relationship, the trust, and the appreciation for the value that you're bringing or the value that they can bring to the relationship. Absolutely. It's absolutely. It's about continually building trust. And trust is not something that just happens overnight. It's got to be built over a period of time. There's two types of trust, public trust, professional trust, if you will. That's the letters, the alphabet soup behind your name. That's the credentials you have. But there's also the personal trust, which is more important, more valuable, which is built in every single conversation, in every single confirmation of the, your integrity and professionalism. And we talked about value. Value is like an onion, Terry, right? You've got to peel it back. Everybody says they've got great value and can, be, can, can provide great services and products. But until you actually deal with an individual and see who they are over a period of time and peel back those layers to discover what their true value is, the more you'll appreciate who they are and what they can contribute to their life and what you can contribute to there. And then the third piece is contribution. And you know, The more you can look at your value and align it with a contribution you can make to their value needs, the quicker that relationship will strengthen, solidify, and produce the outcomes and results everyone wants to need. And that takes time, Terry. That's the most difficult thing for people to do when it comes to networking to build relationships. Networking for results is having the patience and persistence to build the relationship until it produces the outcomes that we want and need. Well, speaking of value, I've got to say, Michael, this is some very highly valuable perspective. Listen, as we wrap up, I just want to ask you a couple of quick questions. The first is this, what challenges do you see facing a lot of the leaders out there today, Michael? I think one of the biggest ones, Terry, is the whole technology piece. People are under the presumption that if they use technology, they can either bypass or uh, overlook the relationship process. And the fundamental premise behind the whole technology piece, whether it has to do with electronic communication, whether it has to do with social networks, the whole premise behind technology is it was founded to facilitate and foster relationships. One of the biggest mistakes I see with professionals is looking at the electronic communication, the technology piece as separate and distinct from the communication process and the relationship building process we do face to face. And the reality is that's just not true, Terry. It can't happen. I agree with you 150%. I think that that's a really brilliant insight. And I think that it's something that it's too easy just to nod the head and say, yeah, Michael, I hear you. I think that it's more to look in the mirror and ask some hard questions about how am I using my electronic communications today? And is there a better opportunity for me to sit face to face with somebody? It's too easy to hit that quick response to somebody say, what's going on with this? But instead, you know, walk down the hall, talk with them, get on the phone with somebody if they're not immediately there. I think it's a world of difference. I do have a second question for you, and that is this one. What does inspired leadership mean to Michael J. Hughes? Terry, to me, inspired leadership is exactly what you're doing here today. By taking your particular expertise, by taking your particular qualities and adapting them to a format where you can share knowledge, expertise, professionalism 
with a greater audience, to me, that's the kind of thing we need more of. We need more people like you who will understand that the key to success for all of us is not with taking what we have and keeping it for ourselves. It's in sharing it with others because that's how we all learn. That's how we all grow. And that's how we all win. So thank you for this. Thank you for inspiring me and making me part of this event. Michael, you have a knack for making me blush. Thank you so much for all the complimentary comments. I totally appreciate it. And I really do appreciate you being here on the show. There we have it, folks. Another insightful and valuable episode of Inspiring Leaders. Michael, thanks again so much for joining us here today and sharing all of that awesomeness with us. You're a wealth of wisdom and experience, and I'm going to list all of your contact details in the show notes, including links to your website, your email, LinkedIn, all of that stuff. Is that okay with you? I'd be wonderful, Terry. Thank you. It was an honor being here. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of people want to reach out and connect with you for sure. You've got some brilliant insight, and I think it's very, very valuable. I also want to extend a huge thanks to our brand new show sponsor again, Market Circle, the creators of Daylight, essential business management programs for anyone out there running a Mac or an Apple product. Take my honest and sincere word for it, folks. You will love Daylight for running and managing your business. I believe in these solutions and I've been using them for years. Head on over to marketcircle.com and check out all the features and benefits and you can even start that free trial. Thanks very much for tuning in today. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Inspiring Leaders, and we hope that you'll come back again next week when we welcome Bruce Linton. Bruce is the CEO of the White Hot Cannabis Corporation called Canopy and their subsidiary Tweed, and he's going to join us to talk about the knack. What is the knack? Well, you got to tune in next week to find out. I guarantee that you're going to be happy that you did. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Take care and bye for now.